0: All right. Hello, everyone. This is Colin Receiver from Smartbox Web Marketing. And on today's call, we've got Dr. Yar Zuck, the crazy celebrity tooth collecting marketing expert that uh, you might have heard bought John Lennon's tooth uh, last year. Uh, We Actually, I met uh, Dr. Yar last year at the Profitable Dentist Conference down in Destin, Florida with Woody Oaks. And uh, we hooked up and We've been doing some cool things together with Toothache, toothache Marketing and uh, putting our brains together and, and giving Dennis some real tools to pull in uh, the kind of patients that that they're looking for to uh, keep their schedules full and, and uh, build up their practice. So, Yar, are you are you with me on the line here?
1: I'm here. How you doing? Uh, well, thank,
0: I'm doing great. Thanks for hopping on with me. Oh, it's great. This is fun. So, uh, what? Uh, what is it that that got you into the toothache market how did how did that come about
1: well uh in 1987 uh we moved i moved to uh to this uh, little city in in central Alberta and uh bought a, a practice with uh with my classmate and it was a mall practice which was kind of cool at the time it was a big uh, fad uh mall, malls were getting uh, dental practices all over the place and and uh, we were open uh early to late and we just you know noticed a lot of people would come to see us for two things and get lots of new patients too but uh the the people would just generally look at us as a place to go when the, when they needed help so it became a, a critical part of our billings and um I decided to to exploit that and, and definitely brand ourselves as a, as the a place to go for uh for urgent care. Well, that's cool.
0: That's cool. And uh, some of the people on the line tonight might know that you're the guy that bought John Lennon's tooth.
1: Yeah, that uh, that was just over a year ago now, and and from you know when I saw that little ad uh, about the upcoming uh, auction of John Lennon's tooth, I just you know I knew it was a massive uh, marketing uh, uh, vehicle that that it was odd, really crazy and stupid uh, to spend a lot of money on a tooth, but uh, I just uh, sold a satellite clinic, and, and, and had some money in the bank, so I needed a new project, and I thought, well, let's let's see what I can do with this tooth, and over the last year, we've we've had just loads and loads of fun with it, so, you know, there's been TV programs, and lots and lots of publicity, and um, I'm heading to New York City to go on a TV show uh, in a week or two, and uh, we've got a charity, a couple of charity events, so it's, it's just been a blast if someone's interested in that kind of stuff, they could just go to com and See all the, the wild publicity that came with that.
0: So how did that tooth come about? Did somebody steal it, or did his, did his dentist legitimately pull it out of his mouth?
1: Yeah, I think the story is that he he probably went to the de- local dentist and, and brought the tooth home, and he gave it to his housekeeper as a as a souvenir for her daughter, and they, they kept it in the family. And and uh, the housekeeper also had one of Julian Lennon's baby teeth, too, that she probably swapped out a little uh, British— pound for or whatever and, and uh, so that came along with the deal so it was in the family for all this time and they just f- finally decided to sell it and, and it's kind of nice that the old lady is still alive and and I think she's just over 90 now but uh, but yeah they they I'm sure they it's, it's kind of nice to to get a little bonus because I'm sure a, a housekeeper even though it's for a celebrity they don't always make that much money so I'm sure the money was uh, was uh, needed by the family
0: so that's cool. that's
1: cool. Yeah, like you know, I'm, I'm still waiting. I got to fill out a Guinness application. There's, I'm sure there's a Guinness record, and every time you do something weird with it, like uh, I put it into a pendant, um, it's traveling the UK right now for uh, um, raising awareness for mouth cancer, and the BBC have picked it up, and, and like 17 different dentists are, are keeping it for about a week or so, and, and uh, it's they get local uh, newspaper press, and they're dressing up like beetles and it's uh again for a good cause I mean John Lennon was a big smoker and he probably influenced some people to smoke so I think this is payback time that his little tooth is is just uh an odd gimmick to to uh, attract attention for for a needy cause or a worthy cause I should say but yeah no we're having lots of fun it also goes along really good with the toothache theme right because uh I'm not um I don't just market toothaches for my dental office uh we we kind of segmented into uh, different areas, and that's uh, again something we can talk about some more.
0: So, tell me what what do you do to position a toothache marketing? How how is that different than traditionally how a dentist might market themselves?
1: Well, I think the average dentist just basically comes up with some kind of cool logo and and their name, and and they just think that they can just be busy and and uh, see everybody and do everything but for for us like right now I'm wearing a am wearing a baseball or not a baseball cap but a, but a uh, it's I guess it's a baseball cap with a golf titleist on the top of it so if I wore a titleist hat and I walked around you know a town people would think I'm a golfer right so if you if you want to be something you have to kind of dress and act the part so for us um that meant I I drew a little cartoon character with a swollen face, and I, you know, uh, we we developed a whole uh, marketing brand. Like we came up with a a mascot, so he can run around and and dance around at at parades, uh, using the logo all over the place in newspapers and uh, uh, marketing on bus benches and magnets and pens. Just with a pen that just basically says toothache, and um, we we inject. Uh, all kinds of little uh, bits of this logo into um, our marketing and it's it's it doesn't have my name on it for example it has the office name on it and and when we set up the second clinic we kind of based it totally on the toothache brand and we took um the outside uh signage or the or just the glass and we put a just a giant uh orange lettering with with the words toothache with the question mark on it and it's on a corner intersection and and uh we you know just get tons and tons of people seeing it every day you can't drive by it without seeing seeing that so the number one reason people want to go to the dentist is usually something's wrong so so it's it's definitely been neglected and so the average dentist that just basically doesn't doesn't uh, show that they're interested in a certain uh, segment um is basically known for nothing then right
0: yeah it is it is you fall into the the masses, and you—you're you just to another dentist, just another guy in the crowd, no differentiation. Right. So,
1: so yeah, what, no, it's been—it's been very
0: important for us. So, tell, talk a little bit about what kind of marketing packages and systems do you do with with your toothache practices?
1: Well, we offer kind of a area exclusive. So, like, if a dentist is in a certain city that's smaller, we could say, well, you could use our our marketing uh, that we've developed and tested on an exclusive basis. So it's not like, you know, if you sign up for Invisalign and then your your comparator signs up for Invisalign, then you're going to see the same ads uh, in the newspaper and, and on the website. So this is a unique uh, way to brand yourself. So I just think it's it's time that dentists uh, step out of, of, you know, the masses and, and just try to be a little unique. I know it's usually they're a little scared, but if, if you're just – Another Joe, then you're just gonna be a, you know in the crowd. And if if you want to be shining and and be in the spotlight, uh, even though you might be shy like I am, you sometimes have to just step out and and just lay it down and say, hey, I'm gonna be I'm gonna focus on this. And most people have been going after being a cosmetic dentist, whether that meant just saying that they were, or um, maybe doing whitening or taking a lot of veneer courses. But I think in this economy. Um, the toothache is just the ground level just you gotta you're gonna scoop up a lot more patients and without trying to you know if you're trying to do full mouth makeovers you're gonna to me in this market it's a it's a tough choice to be that uh, cosmetic dentist so so I think this is uh you can't go wrong with this kind of a market and and that's you know we we offer a lot of those development uh, uh the pieces that are already done um you just customize it with your own With your own uh, information and for you know the the website part of it that's where what we've uh, got you
0: to help us with you know part of of what we do with a lot of the websites that we're building for your guys and and for our dentist clients is back to that differentiation you know every dentist has a website these days a lot of dentists have three or four ten fifteen websites in some cases Um, but if you were just that dentist that just has a website and looks the same as everybody else, um, you know, patients have to have a reason to call you. Uh, they have to like you. People do business with people they like. And, um, you know, we, we put a lot of video on websites, um, you know, make you likable, make you personable. Um, and I, I I see the same stuff you're talking about. You know, shy dentists that, um, you know, don't want to get in front of the camera or maybe they were in front of the camera before and, uh, you know had had a an inexperienced interviewer or somebody that um you know didn't do a very good job and and they got a terrible result out of it, and now they're kind of gunshot to it uh yeah, it's
1: kinda of nice to be able to have someone help them and and get a second chance on it 'cause it it is something most of us aren't used to just talking into a camera and and being comfortable but if you if you really believe you're helping someone uh and and can look at it that way, i think it's it takes away some of that. You know uh, that weird feeling that that maybe you're trying to show off or something, but it's um, you just have to get out there and and lay it on the line. If, if for me, a lot of times I, just, I use my dental assistant to talk about um, my other niche or whatever, that, and uh, so it's kind of nice I can step back and, and let her be the 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 woman of the the hour kind of thing. And um, but if it's probably best if the dentist can just get in there because. Uh, staff can change, so you don't. If you ended up building up a staff member and, and your competitor steals it, that, that would be kind of spooky. <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, but, but yeah, I
1: agree with with the idea of uh, while we're on the website uh, con, uh, uh, section. Um, to me, I think it's good to have a main website, just a general one like typical dentist has. But I would recommend developing totally separate, standalone websites. To, to work on the specific niche that that uh the dentist is trying to exploit so if it's if it's toothache then then have it as a very prominent uh feature and and uh and with us we since we sold off this second clinic just last year i've kind of agreed to let them uh use the the toothache um brand as, as more more prominently than mine i still uh our main main uh Office still has a little bit of that theme, but, but I'm sitting back and let them kind of uh, uh, enjoy the that uh, niche for now. And, and also, it also lends itself, for example, toothaches with, uh, we get it down to even wisdom teeth. So like we might have a bus bench that says wisdom teeth. There's nothing wrong with even doing a website dedicated to wisdom teeth. Even though you're not an oral surgeon, um, I think there's been um, records uh, where, where general dentists become very good at at surgery and that cross-references um, uh, with the, the toothache because a lot of times people are calling in with an infected wisdom tooth. So if you can solve their problem, um, it also s- spins out into possible sedation ideas. So so it's very, very fun.
0: We do a lot of that same tactic with the GPs and, and docs with uh, some clinical training that are wanting to take on those cases Um, You know, being found in Google for searches like periodontist and oral surgeon, uh, while you're not marketing on your own website that you're a periodontist or an oral surgeon or you can do these specialized procedures, uh, being found in those searches uh, is certainly somewhere you want to be. So broadening your your base and and getting found in all of those different keyword terms is very important as well.
1: Oh, yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm uh, I'm not – I'm not up on that part of it, but that's that's your specialty, so that's good to have.
0: What? How many different niches are you are you branding yourself in? You
1: Well, with my whole practice, we have uh, about six dentists, so I I can for myself um, personally. I I work on my own high speed braces niche, so so I'm just I'm the the guy that does fast braces. Uh, or braces a little faster than most people in town. I've I combined orthodontics and, and cosmetic dentistry My other partner he does uh, maybe more veneers and and bridges and, and works with the implant uh, Doctor um, so there's that that niche uh, There's the general ortho that my other partner does he's not an orthodontist, but he's he does a lot of ortho uh, He also does snoring so there's another niche then there's the toothache niche I just again uses a general draw and it helps to get the new associates uh, busy, and then it's it's just a family dentistry niche. Is uh, you know people want to know okay can I bring my kids there that kind of thing and and so we we kind of uh, uh, depending on the on the ad and a lot of times I'm just using radio ads to to talk about this. So if it's if it's about me I usually I uh, use High Speed raises as the trademark and my own name and number. If it's uh, Toothache, it could be insurance, we accept insurance, we're open late, that kind of thing. And then we use the, the Bower Dental name. So it's it, even though it's the same office, I, I just do a little bit of a tweak to separate us a little bit so it's, it doesn't sound like we're doing all these things uh, at once. And that's that's a common mistake. Is most ads say, well, we do this, 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 this. Well, if you do all these things, you're really not that good at it, is what people often think. So um, I just want to be known for my little uh, service and the, the other doctors. I, I don't necessarily um, um, brand them as as viciously as I do, but, but it uh, definitely keeps a steady stream of different types of people coming in.
0: So, Yar, what are you doing with radio to uh, promote the toothache niche?
1: Well, what we've done, is, and, again, I'm helping this second uh, clinic uh, specifically, Specifically focus on toothache marketing is I, I come up with a with a, a radio ad and uh, in this case I I came up with a radio ad to complement a bus bench so the bus bench caption says wisdom teeth and question mark or wisdom tooth or whatever and the same logo with a swollen face and that kind of thing and so then I I drafted a uh, a wisdom tooth uh, pain um, radio ad and we tested it, and the the office spent something like three thousand dollars running it over maybe three months, and they they ended up getting thirty thousand dollars worth of treatment out of it. And obviously, people are always going to need need wisdom teeth taken care of, right? And it's just one of those perpetual things that, from rather than hopping onto different ideas, I think it's better for for an office to focus on toothaches, wisdom teeth broken teeth, you know, it just, just keep with the whole theme. And, um, the return on investment is, is pretty damn amazing. I mean, uh, to spend $3,000, um, over three months might sound like a lot to the average dentist, but if you're, if you do an extra $30,000 worth of work, um, it just only makes sense. So if you increase your spending in that area, you may or may not get any more patients, but you could also, um, follow, track, how it goes, and then from using one radio station, then you could go to another radio station, and you're usually going to find a different market. So that's
0: another thing. I just just had a light bulb come on in my head about what you're doing differently. I mean, this is just bread and butter dentistry, essentially. Um, Oh, yeah. You know, a lot of dentists focus on what they do. They do crowns and bridges and fillings and partials and dentures and uh, you know they 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 do all of these clinical procedures but you're not marketing the procedures you do you're marketing the pain that your patients experience you're marketing broken teeth missing teeth ugly teeth things that hit home with your patients whereas all the other dentists that are looking for this bread-and-butter dentistry are talking about the tools they use to fix it well, patients don't care about the tools patients don't yeah, care about fillings and crowns and bridges. Patients care about spaces and broken teeth and pain
1: they've got a problem, and I guess if you can just relate to them on a on a basic level what's your problem? if you've got this problem, then I'm the guy to call and that's that's exactly right it just it It's simple, but you know unfortunately, dentists have to think a little more um, simply. Uh, more at gra- grassroots level to actually relate to the, the average patient, because we're all reading those fancy journals and and uh, talking about these these terms that no one else is going to understand, and that's that is one of the issues is that dentists don't relate well to the, the public. So, so getting down to the, what their what their issues are. So that's yeah that's a great point.
0: You mentioned the high speed braces that you're doing. What are what are you doing to accelerate treatment time on that?
1: Well, like most of the the shorter term braces programs I'm I'm looking at mostly trying to um uh look at aesthetic improvements and not necessarily all the same improvements an orthodontist would do that would take longer. And so I'm offering uh treatment in, in a shorter time uh for less cost and the thing that I can do that, that most orthodontist can't do is I can combine uh, composite bonding with the treatment so I will take on extremely messed up mouths that are all worn down and I'll rebuild them using you know full mouth reconstruction techniques and then combine some ortho to to join it together and I'm competing with an orthodontist that would work with the prosthodontist so you can imagine um getting two specialists together the costs would be Enormous, so I can do some pretty amazing things um, at just a mere fraction of what they would charge. And a lot of times, orthodontists are not trained to do; um, they don't feel comfortable uh, with composite bonding to, to deal with wear. So they're they're fiddling and fussing with how to, how to get the the brackets in the right place. And to me, it's much uh, more of an advantage to be able to bond ahead of time and re-tip the teeth, or even do it during treatment. And a lot of times the orthodontist has to wait till afterwards because they don't know how to work with the general dentist who's maybe not taking the courses. Wow, so, that's cool. So anyway, it's it's uh, when you can c- combine a few different techniques and uh, use some of the lo- loosen the rules a little bit, so you're not quite as uh, regimented into the that you necessarily have to to follow all these little sequences of of wires. Um, it uh, people are just. You know, they're thrilled to get the braces on and off. They, they don't necessarily want to be textbooks. so so I'm having a blast with that.
0: And is that a system that any docs can can learn how to do?
1: Yeah, right now, I mean, you can take an ortho course. You can take one of the shorter-term courses. Uh, take courses from uh, Frank Spear or John Coyce for full-mouth reconstruction. And if you can do all that and put it together, uh, you've got the same kind of training I can do. And, and it, you're going to kick other people's asses that are just taking a one day or two day course i mean there's just you know the orthodontist is looking down at all these gps that that do a quick course and for good reason you know they're they're going to try to do everything they can and with the simplest of treatment and there is you know a gray zone where you have to kind of learn a little bit more so so the training's out there i don't i don't necessarily teach the training i just say if you want to learn the courses and use the techniques i wrote a book called high speed braces on blurb so people can uh check that out or go to HighSpeedBracesInstitute.com for for a little more information but it's I think it's the most uh, conservative way to do cosmetic dentistry these days but it just takes a little so bit of, a little bit of training. You
0: you've written a, a several books. How many are you up to now?
1: Well, I'm probably up to 10 or 12. I I this last weekend I pumped out a book. I'm not feeling the greatest. Uh, I got a little bit of the flu, but I I my in dental assisting uh, school right now. She's going to get done in a few months, so I decided to write her a book on you know, what I think she needs to know to be a good dental assistant in her first year. So I, I spilled my guts into a quick book and it's, then I um, you know, put it up on Blurb. It's instantly available. I can print off a copy and I think it's uh, something other dentists should really look at is if they have a, a niche that they're working on, sit down for a weekend and just and just write down uh, all the information you want about it, so that you have your own book. And if you have that, uh, a patient's going to sit in your waiting room and, and think you're the expert. And you, if you want to be the king or queen of your niche, then then why not be the expert on it?
0: So you set out all your books in your waiting room?
1: Well, not all of them. It'd look kind of <laughs> kind of busy. <laughs> but but I do I do. Uh, include, you know, uh, having, a, like, if a patient comes in for a high-speed braces consultation, a lot of times, well, they're waiting for me to catch up. Uh, my assistant will give them one of my books, and they'll, they'll run through it, and they'll say, wow, so he's the author, so they often say, well, you're the expert. You wrote the book, and literally, yeah, I did write the book, <laughs> so so that helps them uh, just have a little more confidence in, in uh, me that, uh, that someone, if, if all they're doing is handling a person, a pamphlet from a company that that has nothing to do with with you aside from maybe you taking the the course there it's it's a different level so um so books are are so easy to do these days with with blurb you can just type it out on a word document upload it on blurb.com and then add some photos and and uh it's just again i've i've just had so much fun with them and and
0: uh highly highly recommend just looking at blurb Wow, that's that's very cool. I've not heard of Blurb before, but I'm I'm going to make a note here and uh I'm going to go check it out. Uh, yeah, no, it's great. Book writing. We've done a bunch of book writing for for our docs and um not not uh Blurb sounds like it's a, a very print on demand company. You can order just a couple books at a time instead of getting a Yeah, lot you of
1: to to keep it active, you lines. have yeah, you have to order two or one or two books, I think. But you can offer it in all these different formats and and from there um you can uh take the link and, and actually upload it onto your website so a person can flip through the pages of your book on your website and that also uh, i'm sure up increases your your uh, web standing but that's not really what I know anything about i just i just i build a lot of my own websites and i build a lot of my own little um you know my marketing stuff that that i do but i i highly recommend you know some professional websites, but I, I like the idea of, of having control myself. But I have a little more motivation than the average person.
0: I think so. I, I don't know many dentists that have written uh, a dozen books and uh, put all the systems together that that you have.
1: Well, again, they're not they're not great books. They're not like um, I don't waste time editing. And when most dentists are again way too perfect. They want to have everything. They'd be embarrassed that that. Another dentist would read it, and I don't really care if if someone doesn't like what I've said, it doesn't matter to me um, for the for the book just to be out there, I think it's more important so if I write a book like for example, I wrote a book for dentists on toothache marketing. It doesn't matter if I spelled something wrong if if they are into the into the, wanting to know how we made millions of dollars with toothaches, then they're gonna overlook these things it, I'm not here to, to show off. I'm just here to, to share some things. And I wrote a book for high-speed braces for dentists, and I took, then I also wrote a, a book for high-speed braces, Information for Patients. So I just speak in layman's terms. I don't use all the fancy words that a specialist would use or whatever. And I think it's important not to, to get real fancy when you're writing books for for patients. I mean, that's a common problem is the dentist will explain things in such Technical jargon that uh, the assistant has to spend twice as much time trying to get them to understand what we're talking about.
0: We so see that a lot on these meet the dentist pages on doctor websites, where it's filled with the the alphabet soup, of yeah, accreditations and continuing education and all this stuff. And yeah, it, it looks impressive, but nobody understands it. If you have to, you have to have a, a dictionary to figure out what it all is.
1: Yeah, keep it keep it real simple. What's the problem? If you've got a toothache. Well, you know, basically get in here right now. I can help you. Uh, don't don't go over all the reasons why you have toothaches and don't waste a hell of it a lot of time. Call the office. You know, just if you knock the tooth out, maybe again stick it in some milk or coconut milk or something. Um, just just uh, get down to the bare essentials. And same thing with high-speed braces. I mean, uh, we just say, do you have crooked teeth or spaces or gaps? Are you concerned about that? Well, here's some examples of what we do and. And one of the fun things that we use um, hooking up to websites is is YouTube videos. So we're we're recording someone getting their braces uh, taken off that day and and just how excited they are when they first see themselves in the the mirror. And it's just that one chance that you have to to, uh, capture their their excitement. And, again, I don't really care if the the treatment looks textbook to an orthodontist or not or, um, you know, if we can even see their teeth that clearly – most of the times it's the shadows and stuff and it's more just the patient's reaction if if the patient is just thrilled and sometimes crying with with uh, happiness then that is what comes across in the video so i'm not again if you produced it you'd probably do a whole bunch of takes and <laughs> by the by the final one is it would look textbook but the real emotion the raw emotion would be would be lost cuz most people aren't real good actors right
0: Definitely, definitely. I mean, you can. I I love the YouTube video stuff you're doing, and you know, you can, you can put anything in text on a website. You can say you're the best, or the gentlest, or the most pain-free, but there's nothing you can do that's going to mimic the investment of putting videos on your website, Uh, your patient videos of yeah, that just that raw emotion. Um, That's uh, there's absolutely nothing that you can ever put that'll compete with that, uh, other than just putting video of your patient on your website. So, yeah, and we've never
1: funny. done it with toothaches, but I think that's another market where, you know, the the patient, when when you see them for a follow-up and you, you could do a video and just say, you know, could you tell us how much you were in pain and how, how we helped you? And I think you get that same sincere response, and I think people, they really appreciate the help um, when you get them out of pain. Um, even if it is, sometimes they have a little healing period. It's not like it's always magic but uh, these people are are definitely willing to share their experience on video, and most dentists just don't take advantage of that, and uh, all you need is an iPhone and a consent form. They just sign it where we are. They have to sign uh, the the exact use that you're going to use with the confidentiality Mm -hmm. laws where where I am. I don't know. It it would vary, and I think some places you can't use patient testimonials, um, and that's just the way it is, but if i was there i'd probably use them anyway until i got in trouble because if if the laws are are wrong and you know what i mean if they're too restrictive i think it's time that dentists stand up and say listen you know let's be realistic maybe get a few people together and and uh, rebel against the the old school guys
0: but that's that's we've my had, thought we've had some guys that are kind of skittish you know some of the board laws um Illinois comes to mind. They're they're kind of funny about testimonials and and all that. Uh I've heard from Texas that they're kind of funny and uh, you know, we've got clients in both states that are doing it. And uh both of them have been contacted by the boards and neither one of them has has had any trouble beyond just the initial contact uh of you know, hey, this is against the board bylaws. Um you can't do that and then they reply and say, "Well, you know, this is the internet these days, everybody's doing it. If I'm not doing it, somebody else is doing it for my office. You know, the the patients are out there on the review sites posting reviews, testing. Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. It, it, it's not something that if, um, you know, just because you're not playing the game doesn't mean the game isn't being played. It's just being played without you.
1: Yeah, there's ways to get around, around it. I, I get it. I think it's reasonable just to go ahead and do it and not worry about getting a slap on the wrist. I mean, you're not going to lose your license, I would think. Uh, it'd be pretty extreme if you lost your license for showing off a testimonial. Um, if it's if it's a real one, I mean, I could see if it was a fake fake yeah, one or something like that. It, uh, that'd be... Different. But if you're just telling the truth and someone's you know happy with your your treatment, um, the the laws of the land, I believe, allow freedom of speech, and so I think it you know. Like you're saying, the dentists are are doing it, If all they're getting is a little letter. Then it's worth just going ahead and doing it. And don't worry if your competitors complain; it just shows that you're you're uh, you're outside the box, and you're more likely to be the one that people are going to call.
0: I think if your competitors are having the time to complain about you, that says something in itself.
1: <laughs> well, that is that's what most dentists are actually doing. They spend more time. Whining about what the other ones are doing than they are actually marketing their own practices. So I've had locally on. I'm, I'm just a hyper uh, marketer. Uh, it's really hard to, to to stop me. If I'm, if they say I can't do this. I do something else. I I find ways to um, keep. I had one psychologically uh, uh, imbalanced dentist. Um, he was obsessed at trying to stop me. So he would. He probably hired someone to try to document every little thing I did, including speaking in the States at, uh, you know, like the profitable dentist, he would, um, he would uh, print off what I was talking about. And, and uh, uh, every little move I made, he would, he would try to document and he probably only caught a quarter of what I did, but he, he literally sent it all into the dental association. And I've got this huge box. It's probably 30 pounds of documentation. I've never opened it but the dental association wanted me to have it, but you know, um, i just haven't even bothered. I mean, maybe there's a citation that I've I've missed or something. But the the bottom line is, if dentists are just going to whine about their competitors, that's that's great. It just gives gives the the main guy more time to rock and roll.
0: <laughs> I completely agree with you. It's uh, uh, my my thought is, why are they whining? They're whining because you're taking business from them. Uh, yeah there's there's you know, something they're upset about it, if you're doing it ethically you know telling the truth and and not falsifying things you know the 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 laws are behind the times with the the testimonials and all that stuff that's that, that's just the way of the world these days everybody's doing it
1: yeah no it, it it's uh it's just a sign of jealousy and and it and it's a good sign if someone's not jealous of you then you're not trying hard enough if you don't have the you know the the if you're not at the top then then, you've got to work towards it why why wouldn't you want to be known for for whatever you're doing? um It just makes sense right
0: oh definitely i mean you if you're the the go to guy that pops in somebody's mind when their you know kid falls off the trampoline and cracks their tooth you know they're they're not shopping around when they have a screaming kid that just broke his two front teeth out. They are going right. to a trust they're going to a trusted source. Or right. they're going to call a friend who's going to recommend a trusted source. And if you're not on the tip of one of those person's tongue, you just miss that. Um, oh, yeah. yeah if you're,
1: it, if it, your magnet's on their fridge, they're going to say, oh, my God, there's a toothache guy. Let's get let's get there. And we're open late. It's just like you said. It's the first inclination. Where are they going to go? And uh, it may not even be the regular dentist. The, the regular dentist is probably golfing. And it's, it's the afternoon. And oh, he doesn't pick up his phone. It's a lot of dentists do that. They uh they don't even take uh they don't even give their home numbers on their machines. They don't have an answering service. And so we see these people and a lot of times they get pissed off at their dentist and they say, Screw them, we're gonna move to you because you were there for us.
0: Yeah, we one of the first things we do with new clients is we send them a, a form that we've put together with tips on what they should and should not be doing. And number two on the list is have your phones answered live. No matter what, always have a live person answer that phone because if if somebody calls your office and leaves a message and doesn't, you know, most of the time they won't even leave a message. And, uh, you know, we hear doctors say all the time, well, if people call, we know if they don't leave a message. You know, we get a notification of that. Well, maybe, maybe not. People can hang up before the message kicks in, and you probably never know about it. Oh, Um, yeah.
1: We're uh, lucky. We're lucky. We getting a hook into the, that caller is that's you're gonna reel them in if you don't get that hook um if it's not a live person, that's exactly right and most offices aren't gonna be open the hours that we are like we're open from eight in the morning until nine at night, so we're actually our own staff are getting those calls right then and after hours we have we do have a answering service, but most of the people are gonna be calling within that uh that time uh uh segment but it's just even lunches and stuff. We're still we're still getting the lines. So the lines are always ringing. They're always um, getting picked up. We're funneling people in. So uh, just having a live uh, person is, is going to add up to to probably hundreds of thousands of dollars every year for the average dentist.
0: Wow. Well, Yar, if docs want to know more about getting into the toothache niche and and how you can help them with that, um, where how can they do that?
1: Well, what they could do is they could uh, read the book "Toothache Marketing" that's on Blurb to see if it sounds like something that they would want to do. Um, the website KillerToothache.com is uh, our our mother site, just basically uh, 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 membership site where you can hook up and and uh, and get a little samples of what we do and and uh, set up uh, for a free. Um, e-reports that kind of thing so you get a little taste of it but a lot of that stuff is is in the book anyway but uh what i can do is um whenever this is being uh uh, listened to i can i can probably uh set the the book preview on on free on blurb.com so people can uh flip through the pages and see what we're doing but but again we built a multi-million dollar practice in a in a short time we, we get uh Pay, uh, associates booked up really quick, so toothache marketing is just you know that niche is, is is definitely valuable. I don't want anyone else to to do it in town. They they try to copy uh, what we do, but it's it's not the same. So if if uh, if people are interested, um, just just check out the website. I guess if uh, contacting you is another another idea that you could uh, pass them on to me and. And help them a little bit with websites too, and, and help with that part of it. But for the, yeah. the general questions, that's that's cool if they want to hunt me down. I'm just I keep kind of busy with all my other projects. But but if someone's interested in, in an area exclusive, then we can talk about it.
0: Great, great. So killertoothache.com is the address, or uh, feel free to call our office here, eight 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 seven four one one four one three and uh, yeah we'll we'll direct them to you or answer any questions that they have. We've been uh building some cool websites for some of your members these days uh with the the toothache niche, and we've actually got some demo sites available out there uh in cyberspace um I don't have the websites here on the tip of my tongue, but um if oh another thing they
1: could they could also go to to uh, toothache guy on Facebook and then we could probably post some links to uh, your different yeah. demo sites too. Also, awesome. yeah, uh, let's, let's do that guy on, on Facebook. But that will be
0: fun. Perfect. Well, I appreciate your time, uh, Dr. Zuck, and I uh, look forward to seeing the some of the crazy marketing ideas you come up with next. It's, it's okay. always
1: interesting well, to follow you. Thanks a lot. Okay, it's been fun. Uh, take care. You too, Colin. Bye. Bye-bye.